Welcome to Inside the Agency. I'm your host, Michelle Govan. I'm your co-host, Nicole Shawcross. We have the fabulous Pamela Fisher from A3, formerly Abrams Artist Agency out of Los Angeles. Pamela, thank you so much for coming and chatting with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So obviously we want to talk about how you got your start and some wonderful things about you, but first we want to just say, how are you doing? I know it's <laughs> a bizarre time. Let's just see how you're feeling and how you're doing in LA and especially with yeah, this lovely I mean- COVID-19 situation. Yeah, it's a it's a really hot day here in the San Fernando Valley um, in Los Angeles. We've had our ups and downs here, and uh, I've tried to adopt a policy where I take each day as it comes because it just got overwhelming as March went into April and May and June and July. And <laughs> what month is it? Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> I can't believe um, it's August already. It, like yeah. this week, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then add and on it, that it, you guys had an earthquake. We did. We had a real good shakeup the night before last. So that was not fun. And I haven't had sleep. And then last night I didn't sleep anticipating another earthquake. Um, but we're, we're okay. I mean, I think, you know, as time's gone by and I've had, you know, ang- various anxieties and eaten way too many potato chips on my couch worrying, yep. uh, I've decided to just adopt, you know, a more positive, hopeful outlook and see if that helps at all. And so we're looking for positivity right now. hundred percent. And you guys are now starting to see the shooting starting in Los Angeles, ramping up for about what, mid-September it's looking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. we are seeing, we have a few people in uh, Atlanta and then thank heavens for you guys in Vancouver. Because <laughs> we do have people heading that way. You've done such a great job. Thank you. Well, listen, you are known as one of the top children, teen, young adult agents that I know in North America. And we wanted to have you on and to chat about kind of your successes, how you got your start. So why don't you tell us how you actually got into being an agent, like how you started being an agent? You know, I love hearing people's stories because no one, you know, grows up saying, I want to grow up to be an agent. And, you know, you don't go to agent school and it's just such an, and everybody comes to it in such interesting and unique ways. I grew up in Brooklyn I was a musical theater geek and I wanted to be Annie on Broadway and I was very singularly minded that way. That's what I wanted to do. Um, And so I think sometimes you set your feet upon a path and it just takes you to different places. And it really did for me. I did lots of musical theater and I did it through college. I went to the American Music and Dramatic Academy after that. And eventually it led me to opening my own school. I found that I loved to teach. And I had a theater school in New York that I founded called Applause Theatrical Workshops. And then a second company I started called Broadway Babies, which was a mommy and me program based in musical theater. That's amazing. And both companies were really successful. Applause is still in business. I've sold it to my business partner years ago. And she's taken it on to tremendous success there. It still exists. But um, eventually it just led me to this because I kept selecting, you know, casting directors would come to us and say, 
We have a role and we really didn't have a financial stake in it. We were teachers, but we had been in the trenches teaching and coaching these kids. So we had a good idea of what they were capable for, uh, capable of. And so we started to uh, recommend them for roles. And it was, they, they worked out with almost like alarming accuracy. We were identifying the right kid and casting directors took notice. And one casting director out of New York, Mark Sachs, said to me, you know, you're, you need to be a talent agent you and, and I, introduced yeah. me. Yeah. You need to be a talent agent and introduced me to Bonnie Lightkey, who was out here in California. And she ran a very pristine young talent division where she had discovered the likes of Leonardo DiCaprio and Hillary Swank. And, um, I learned really from her and she eventually offered me a job. I came out and when she left the company, I took over her position and that's kind of how it all happened. I went what from an that amazing company. mentor, Pamela. Oh, she's, you know, I, I, just I DiCaprio and Swank. Yeah. I, you know? I owe everything to Bonnie Likey. I really do. Um, without Bonnie, I, I, I would not have the job that I have or the career that I have because I really had a bad idea about who agents were. And I worried that they kind of were slick and um, slimy and all the things that I wasn't. And I met Bonnie, who was just a breath of fresh air. And it really taught me a lot. It's amazing. Yeah, That's about great. who Which, I wanted to be. Yeah. You obviously have an eye for kids with your background. What do you, what stands out for you when you see something in, in a, a fabulous child actor? Sure. I mean, there's a couple of things. And I think we all know because you're in the same game that I am, that quite often it's as simple as you're looking for what you don't have. So there's a hole on the roster, on the list, and I don't have that and you see it. And so that's number one. But obviously we don't have the luxury that an adult division that's looking at 50-year-olds, you know, eight-year-olds don't come with a resume and a background and a reel and a list of credits. And so for us, we're constantly just relying on the gut and we're trained and you just get that gut reaction to someone who walks in the room. It's like such an exciting moment when you just know when yeah. you see a talent, you know, we, we see a talent, uh, we share a talent and I know um, you pretty much developed that talent. But, you know, when I saw it, it was like, I just knew that that mm -hmm. joy and love and passion, and you just know that, that you're in the presence of something great and you want to be a part of it and how exciting you get to help develop it. You don't come in later on in the process, you get to be there to help develop it, which is so rewarding. No, hundred percent. I mean, obviously we're always looking for star quality. I think there's a lot of parents that want their children in the industry, not necessarily the children want to be in the industry, but parents want to be in the industry. So I'm sure you're like me. We interview the parents as much as we interview the child. Yeah. It's painful. Sometimes we actually separate the parent and the child. And so I have a team. Um, we're, we're a five man team. I have a partner, Domina Holbeck, and then Sloan we love. Fitzgerald. We love Domina. <laughs> And Sloan, who's our coordinator, but on her way to being an agent any moment. And the three of us operate pretty much together when we meet somebody. And it's good because it brings different perspectives into the room that the three of us are there. But we do separate the child from their parents so that we can really ask them, like, why do you want to do this? And, you know, is this what you dream of? And quite often they'll say something very sad, like, I'll get a toy if I do this. Or yeah. my parents promise me I don't really want to do 
I don't really want to do it. And so we're quite honest at that point and we tell them what a great job they did. And then, you know, we let the parent know that we're not sure that they're really excited for this or that they're really interested in doing it. As you know, it's hard and you have to want it. You have to love it. You're looking for the child that thrives on set, that thrives in that environment. And not every child does. There's a lot of waiting around, a lot of sitting and waiting. And, you know, some kids, it's really not what they're meant to do. And for the kids that it is what they're meant to do, they'll just thrive in that environment. Even with all the waiting, it's, it's, yeah. it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of maturity for a young kid. We had a young kid once come in and remember with John, Nicole, and he came in and we said, do you like your last name? He had a hyphenated long last name. He's like, nope, this is what I want to be called. He was just very strict on like Uh who he wanted to be. Mm -hmm. He had a different first name and the parents had given him this beautiful international first name. And he goes, I want, call me John. This is an Mm -hmm. eight-year-old kid. He knew exactly what he wanted to be. He knew he wants to be successful. So we knew right away we had a little star on our hands. And same when we talk with people like Anna Cathcart and, you know, Pam and I have been able to work with Anna for the past, what is it now? Two plus years, two and a half years, I think, which is amazing. Descendants. Yes. Which is fantastic. I mean, again, you, you know, you're close friends with people like Kenny Ortega. That's how we met. Cause I believe Kenny had worked with your client Dove Cameron and then met Anna. I mean, let's talk about some of your clients. I mean, Jordan Fisher, he was getting his start on Broadway and then COVID happened. So painful. So Jordan came to me through a manager who, you know, works out of, um, a, a small office on her own, but she has a pristine eye for talent. Uh, and she was in Birmingham, Alabama and found him in a musical theater program. I think he was 11 and sent me a video of him dancing around his living room. And just as we're talking about what, you know, what you, what you feel when you get that sort of gut reaction. And again, just watching that video, I just knew this was someone I needed to work with and wanted to be a part of his world. And wanted to develop him. And we worked together for years before finding the exact right, you know, place for him. But the development process was so exciting and watching, you know, you're watching someone become a star, which is just so exciting. And so for Jordan, there were many different, you know, as you know, today we're multi-hyphenates. We're not just the actor or the dancer or the singer or the producer or the writer. Everyone's doing all sorts of different things. Jordan's a gamer. He's into that world. And so it's exciting to help develop all of those different qualities, all of those different talents until they fulfill their, you know, their, their ultimate high. And so for him, he really wanted to do television and film. And we had done that. Obviously we did to all the boys. He got to be with, with Anna. Um, And how exciting is it when we see our clients getting to know each other and loving each other? It's so nice. Um, And then he wanted to do Broadway. We did Hamilton for a brief stint. And um, when he was in Grease Live, the director of Grease Live is also the director on Dear Evan Hansen. And so we started those conversations and it was going to be a small run. He was going to be in it until May, from February to May. And he opened, I flew to New York in February and then March, I mean, we just had a couple of weeks and I think by March 10th, it was all closed up or March 13th, maybe. Um, It was all over. He flew back 
They said for two weeks we'll close. And now, of course, we are not able to gather in numbers. And I worry for Broadway when we will be able to gather that way again. I do too. Um, I, I hope I hope soon. I miss the theater terribly. But yeah, he was able to break ground as the first Evan Hansen of color to take over the role. And that felt really special for him. Yeah. I think I want to bring up something that you just touched on. And notice how you said you had a video of him dancing in his living room and you knew he was a star. I think parents yeah. listening, they think they have to put their kids in all these acting classes. Same with Anna. She had never done any formal training. Mm-hmm. If you have star quality and you have that ability, it is seen right off the bat. It does mm-hmm. not take a whole bunch of coaching. It does not take a whole bunch of nourishment from coaches. It can just be there. We want you to know that obviously coaching is important for basics, like learning how to slate and standing on marks and understanding totally. your angles. But other than that, we can see star quality out of a small home video. Yeah, I've had people send me, you know, I don't have anything professional. And I say, well, what has your child done? They say nothing. And I'll say, really? They never did an elementary school show? Oh, yeah, they did that. They never sang in church? Oh, yeah, they did that. Well, send it to me. Let me see. Because we're obviously, as we said when we started out this conversation, you know, the kids don't come with a a giant body of work. And so one of our jobs, the reason we're here, you and I, is that we are trained to see it even when it's raw. And then we are there to develop it. That's the exciting part of it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite success stories over the years? Um, you know, it's interesting because she's not a client any anymore, but I really was very proud of the time that I spent with Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Jason Robert Brown is a very dear friend of mine and he called me, he um, composed a show called 13 and um, helped make that introduction to Ari. And she, you know, was really unrecognizable to who you see today. She was just an adorable little spitfire with brown curly hair um, coming out of Florida. And when you hear that voice raw in the room, like when we took her around to various um Uh, music labels. And I don't know if you've done that, but when you take people to labels, generally you plug in and you play recordings of their music. And with Ari, we, we actually just sang in the room. We took her and said, just sing. They waited for us to plug in and play the music. And she could just stand there at 14 and sing her face off. And when you're in the presence of real, raw, genuine talent like that, that just, it's so exciting. And of course, at the time, a lot of the labels said mainstream radio just isn't going to play a 14-year-old. You know, (laughs) you need to sort of build the platform. Twitter was just starting out um, back then. And so we got her on Twitter. Twitter. um, And she started to post her own music and just started posting. And eventually they said, you know, if she was on a Disney or Nickelodeon show. And so we went that route and built it through Nickelodeon and built her presence. And then of course we got her on a label and she just took off from there and became who she was. But getting to be a part of that journey Mm -hmm. and see it was, you know, I learned too every single day. I think I've been in this business for so very long, but honestly, my job is never 
the same twice. I never come into work and one day is like the day before. There is something 100%. new. 100%. It is a new lesson every single day. And so I got to learn alongside her and watch, mm-hmm. you know, what it is when you watch someone develop and find who they are and find who they want to be and what their sound is. And, you know, we're, we're still in touch today. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that experience. But if you're asking me for a journey that I've been on, I mean, that was just such an exciting, it was one of my first where I really watched somebody go from not being known to just skyrocketing and getting to be a part of it and getting to watch her, you know, fly and just reach her eventual stardom. So that's amazing. That's incredible. How exciting too, to see someone with that natural talent be acknowledged and, and, you know, achieve that success as well. Absolutely. Good for you to actually find the platform. Like they're not going to play your music. Fine. We put you on Twitter. This Mm -hmm. is the thing. You got to be creative. If someone says no, you open another door, you open a window. I do want to address something I think is so important that we don't tend to talk about. It is very important for parents to find a strong, reputable agent for your child. Mm -hmm. As we know, because we're taking raw talent, some very new agents can book a series regular deal because their child actor on their roster is perfect. Mm -hmm. But as we know, if the agent doesn't have the knowledge or the history to negotiate, they are putting them on an up to seven plus year deal without knowing how to handle that type of deal. So don't you agree, Pamela? It's so dangerous. Like make sure you are always signed with an agent that has a good reputation that you're advised, especially on a contract this size to use a lawyer, again, a reputable lawyer because- this is their lives, right? And it like doesn't mean that you have lives. to be with, you know, an agency. We're, we're a, like a larger midsize agency, but you don't have to be with someone as big as A3, honestly, like you, or, or even bigger, um, as long as they are reputable. There are right. smaller agencies that still really know what they're doing and are great at, like you us. Know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you. Yeah. I think that it's more about like, given the choice to be, you know, if to be with Michelle or be with CAA, if I know that Michelle is the one that's going to be really passionate about me, that's who I want to go with. Because there's no, no need to be with a giant, giant agency that has big letters on the door if you're not going to be one of their first, most important. No, nobody wants to be at the bottom of someone's list. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. while it's very nice to go with, with bigger agencies, and while I love my agency as well, I know some people even get nervous about that. It's really about the person and the passion. Right. So I think you're juggling both of those things. Yes, you want reputable. Absolutely. They have to have the ability and knowledge and know how. So you need to know, okay, Michelle's done this for years. She's able to, she knows what she's doing. This is going to be, she uses only the top attorneys and she's got all of the best relationships, but definitely go with the person that has the passion and you know it in the room. If you You need three agents, you just know, just like we know it's both ways. You're going to know as a mom, that's a mom radar kind of a thing. And you're going to know this feels like a 
really great. Don't be impressed by, you know, the real estate or the elevator or the building or go with the person. As long as it is a reputable agency that knows what they're doing, go with that gut instinct as well. We're going on our gut. You need to now engage yours as well, mom and dad, and make sure because you're really running the show as well. It is a business. And so you want to make sure that you feel that connection, that it's someone that you're going to feel like you can get on the phone with mm-hmm. and that you can ask a question. For sure. It is, it does come down to connection. I just wanted to address the fact that if your child is up for a large role, please do seek out the right advice. This is not just something that it's a flash in the pan. This is not a day player role because as we know, it can be anyone, anytime can go from you know, doing a one-liner to doing a series regular lead for seven years. And you just want to make sure that that contract has been handled as best as possible. And I do recommend lawyers always when it comes to a series regular deal. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times we've had to undo a mess that somebody, and, and I understand it. They were excited and it's, you know, such a wonderful moment, but it's overwhelming. They hand you a giant stack of papers that you're going to sign. You have no idea what you're signing away. And no. so there have been times where people have found just local small agents that really just did not, as you say, have the expertise to know how to negotiate and they got stuck and they watched the rest of their castmates all have things that they did not have. Yeah. Those extras that are very important. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is just ask questions, but like you said, trust your gut. If your mom, dad gut does not feel right, ask why and figure out why and make sure that gut instinct is calmed or goes away and that you feel secure moving forward with whatever your agent, the contract, the job, you know, again, your kid has to enjoy the job. If the job doesn't feel right to the kid, if the, if the young actor is saying, I don't like this, I don't want to play this part. Like we had that show, The Exorcist. Some kids don't want to play dark roles, you know, Mm -hmm. don't push them in it. Make sure they're thriving as well. This is affecting their future. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about something lighter. How about (laughs) your advice to actors? Like what would you tell actors that are trying to get your attention right now or trying to get an agent in the States, especially with what's going on? Yeah, it's a really hard time for us to take on talent right now because there's so little out there. But I, I, you know, I I think that if you are able to engage in anything at all when times are better, I always recommend people to do whatever they can, be it, you know, a student film or something online, put their talents online or do a local piece of theater, whatever you can do. If people send me emails, I do look at the emails. I would always recommend don't send scripts or material through the, that's a good way to get an immediate rejection due to legalities at agencies. But if you want to send a picture or a resume or even a self-taped scene, it's always something that we try to look through or at least assistants try to look through. So um, it's tougher with blind submissions. I would say try to be a part of any kind of work that you can be seen in. So continue with classes We even get um, links for Zoom classes for teachers here in LA that have showcases. Any kinds of things that have showcases are good. Make sure that your work is seen whenever possible. Mm. What's your youngest client age-wise? 
At, at the company much younger, I really can't take until six or seven until they start becoming legal because they're just not going to be the roles for them. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, you can work different hours. I don't know what it's like in Vancouver, if the work hours are the same. No, yeah, it's, you, it's very similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you reach six, there's a little bit of time and then eight and nine are when you can actually start working. That's why we don't see giant films or series that are circling around a six-year-old or a five-year-old or, mm-hmm. you know, it's very rare that we see them. And when we do, they usually prefer multiples so that they can have twins or triplets. They can use one, their hour is up. They can go to the next one, their hour is up. <laughs> they can go to the next one. And so, um, Hayden Jones, who runs our commercial division in the young space, usually has those younger talents and she's developing them so that when we're ready or when we need someone, if there is something we need a three or four year old for, we're going to go to her and Mm -hmm. she's kind of developing and helping to nurture those younger talents along. So when they're ready, she can usher them over to our division. We work very hand in hand at the company and the divisions all work closely together. You've seen that with other clients where there's a digital deal or there's something that's going on in a branding area. We all work very closely. So my rule has always been four plus. Like I don't like to look below the age of four. And it's interesting when we get baby submissions and toddler submissions. And yes, they're all adorable and your, your child is beautiful. But as we know, like the babies used to only have like Pampers and Huggies commercials. There'd be a lineup down the street of a thousand babies standing in line. And then you'd get the job, but you'd have five babies as backups in case your baby cried that day. So your pay was $250. That's what the rate has always been here. Unless you make it on set, then you make $500. Then your baby might not even make the edit. So for us, I was like, you know, I never wanted to start younger. I wanted to start at four so I can communicate with the child myself, as mm-hmm. well as like you said, a lot of the acting roles don't really start till four or five, yeah. you know? So I think there it's important to know that. There's been a few babies who have done okay in a couple of Huggies commercials here where they actually continue to get residuals on it mm-hmm. and, and the regular um, scale pay and probably racked up a little bit, but we just don't have, remember babies are their own industry and there used to be specific baby managers here yeah. in California. And if you can still find them, I would say start there and then work your way over to an agency at six yeah. when there's actual acting roles available. If your child still seems to be taking to it, yeah. if not, I think there's specific places for us. It just didn't make sense in a TV film. I strictly do scripted television and film and some theater but um, in general, I'm not looking out for, for babies. That's something well, especially that... especially they're open calls, does. right, Pamela? They're yeah, open a calls. a lot of them huge. are open calls. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> let's, let's try that. They're just Mike open down. calls. Mike down. <laughs> I'm sitting on the wires. That doesn't help. No, I just, I, I guess I wanted to put it out there. I don't think a lot of parents realize that if your child is under the age of three, they're mostly open cattle calls. And it's just... a shit show. Like, yeah, I get baby honest. submissions all the time. Yeah. I get a lot of baby submissions, pictures of beautiful babies. I get it. Your kid's gorgeous. You want that <laughs> baby out there, but yeah, for print out here, it's more of a cattle call for babies. The same thing you wait in line for long line for some things, the couple of Pampers and Huggies Hayden has the relationship with those advertising agencies. And so they could actually, you know, be seen around a time. So it's not quite the waiting online around the corner, yeah. but um, there's so few and far between. 
Yeah, they're, they're not, it's I agree. Not like, we rarely see. Um, yeah. look, I know from a commercial perspective, babies rarely come up, and I don't even know if it comes up for film and television. Never. It's not like yeah, that full house rare. situation. Remember full house with the Olsen yeah. twins? Like that was yeah. a long time ago. I think sets realize babies are really tough to work with. Let's not hurt ourselves. Yeah. But even modern thing, family, uh, yeah. I know they started with one child and then I know they had to replace it. I believe. Um, it, yeah. After, in both after cases, we have the replacement. We represent Jeremy <laughs> of course McGuire, you who played the son <laughs> and we have Aubrey uh, Anderson Amons, yeah, who uh, played Lily. You, put, for all you rep those all years. the best. How old <laughs> do you tend to go to? Because I know you're when you have a talent, you tend to carry them over into their twenties yeah, because you, know, you don't want to let them go. You're so right. The initial idea was to be a young talent agent. However, when we have these people, you're part of their lives for so long. Like a Jordan Fisher who's 26 or 27 now, and you know Dove Cameron. Like the, you know, I have clients now that are in their thirties. I have a couple that are now in their thirties and we've had this relationship. It's hard to leave. And so what we discussed at the agency was really how do we retain the clients without them feeling as though they've been ushered over to people that they don't know. And we realized the best way is really that we just add people to the team. So the team just expands. There's more people. The entire company works for Dove. She gets scripts from our, you know, lit division in New York. She gets theater auditions from people in New York. She gets from scripts from all the agents in our company here, uh, Delta Youth. And so we've stopped completely identifying now as youth anymore. And we really do have a specialty in that. We definitely still work with kids. But I do have a large roster of 20-somethings and a couple of 30-somethings. And I think eventually there comes a point where they're not coming to me anymore. CW is still coming to me. Who's the hot 26-year-old? Who's the hot 28-year-old? But eventually they're not going to come and say, who's going to play you know, the dad? Who's going to play the grandfather? They're definitely not thinking of me. So I need the help of, these, of the rest of the company. And with this new approach, it's been very helpful. It's just we're still there. We're still your point. We're still on your team, but now your team has grown but that's and we've so added brilliant. all these people. But Pamela, that's so brilliant. Cause like you said, the clients become our family. And if you've rep, like how long you've repped of like 15 years, she like that was, I think, yeah, she was 14, I think. Or yeah. You can't just let them go. You can't just play. We've had this amazing run. Okay. Bye. Like, yeah. I think it's brilliant that you've discovered a way to keep it in the family, but make them feel that they're growing and being treated like an adult and they've crossed that line, but you still are there. You're still there. You know, you're there to protect them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And also to know everything about them. Yeah. You know, they may, they may not know that, uh, you know, I mean, everyone knows Jordan dances now he won dancing with the stars. I think that the secret's out, but, um, in general, you may, he may, they may not know that he also tinkers and plays guitar or piano. And perhaps they're reading a script that has, you know, a role for someone that has to play, be able to play a little piano. And they don't know that we know that that's why everybody needs to be there so that we can all add our own expertise and our own knowledge of our clients in those meetings. And we're on Zoom meetings together across the country with New York, with our London office several times a week. Right. 
discussing the clients. So we, we, we really retain them, you know, and it's kind of like, I, I'm not specializing in signing a 28 year old to develop who's never done anything, but yes, I have a lot of them on my list because we've been together for so many years and we've really nurtured them along the journey. Yeah. I love that you also look for those triple threats. Like, and I think it's important for artists to realize if you do play piano, if you can dance, if you can sing these areas can really open more doors. So if you can sing a little bit, but you've got a beautiful voice, go get some voice lessons. If you can dance, but you really would like to try more, go get some dance lessons, like kind of enhance those gifts. So we have more to place you in. Because look at the new shows, Julie and the Phantoms, Zoe and the Extraordinary Playlist. They want singers. They want dancers. They want old Fred Astaire's in the new age, right? Yeah, so absolutely. It's yeah, making absolutely. a comeback. And we have clients who do it and do it successfully. You know, Pierce Joza, who's in, uh, who just, he had a series called Mech X4, which was on Disney Channel and really never identified as a singer or a dancer. But, you know, those properties for Disney Channel do so well. Well, the musical Disney Channel original movies and those franchises. And when Zombies was looking, he said, I really, I want to, I want to try this. And he coached singing, he coached dancing, and he went in and he booked that job. I mean, he just wanted it and worked on those skills and developed them and is still working to make sure that he develops. He's learning to play an instrument and really working on the singing because he sees that these are more skills that narrow down the competition and help you to nail the job. So you don't really mind if it's a Canadian applying to you, even if they don't have a work permit, if you think there's something spectacular. Absolutely. If there's something spectacular and you and I both know, we went just like you said, if you can't go through the door, you go through the window. And we found a way to make it work with a client that we share who was Canadian and wanted a, a visa. And so you make it happen. That's what we're here to do. We're here to make it happen. We'll find the way. We have to find the way. That's our job. (laughs) Exactly. There's always a way. Always a way. But it's also important to have a good team. And Nicole and I talk about this all the time. You know, when you are adding to your team, let's say you have an agent or a manager already, and you want someone like Pamela in your life, you know, make sure your agent and Pamela have that chance to gel and get to know each other and bond because that bond just makes the team stronger. I find yeah. a lot of people will just add to the team without talking to their agent and be like, oh, just, you know, happened. yes, yeah, we've all had it too. happen. I get a random email. I've added a manager. Here I am. I'm looping you in. And that's great. I love meeting new people. There's very few people that we haven't worked with over the years at our company. And I I don't have anyone that I don't work with, but how much better if you come to your agent and ask them, who would you recommend? We know you, we probably know who's going to be the person. Some people need someone who's a little bit tougher. Some people need someone who's a little more gentle. And we are aware of how all these managers work. And so it's good to always ask or ask your manager who to add as an agent. Don't just surprise your manager. If you only have a manager, exactly. (laughs) surprise them with a new agent. I think it's very, very important to always make sure whoever's there first, that you ask their opinion. It's a team. You're working together. You're adding a new member who potentially could be there forever. The idea is to keep your team and not to move around from from team member to team member. So if you're building an important team, there could be no more important um, 
subject to discuss with your agent or your manager, then who are we adding? Who are we bringing into the family? Who are we bringing onto the team? And that goes for publicists and lawyers too, right, Nicole? Mm -hmm. It's for everything. Everything. And especially too, because you guys have the experience, you've worked with so many people, I would definitely be focusing, you know, and asking those questions to, you know, the people that I trust the most to tell me and give me the advice that they have because they obviously have the experience. Agreed. We always see what it feels like when you have a team that's not working well together. And we all know what it feels like when you have a team that is working well together. So you want a well-oiled machine. You want your team to get along, work well together and work hard as, as a team on your behalf. Yeah, because it just creates more success. If the team is a positive team that's generating, you know, as a team, instead of one working as an island and everybody kind of just waiting for the news, I I just, I've had this issue with, you know, definitely team members being added and and they're not gelling and it being a bit of a disconnect and it creates a disservice to the client. So I I think it's important that we all get along and play well together. (laughs) I might even suggest if it sounds ridiculous or not, but I might even suggest that two talents, the same types and the same age and the same level of talent, one with the right team and one with the wrong team, it would be a make it or break it situation. I think somebody actually could go really far because they have made smart choices in in surrounding themselves with the right people. 100%. And I think it's also important that the parents really educate themselves on the business, on the protocols, on, especially in this time and age, you know, make sure your child does have, or teen or young adult have the right rep, make sure that they are set up, make sure that you understand they need special bank accounts, special permit numbers. There's so much to learn. This is not just like, Hey, my kid should be in TV. They've got a great look. There is a business behind it. That's why we're here to help educate, but you do have to pay attention and you do have to do what we tell you to do. But that's why (laughs) it's so great that you're doing a podcast like this because, you know, sometimes they're making the mistakes because they just don't know any better. And so the fact that somebody who's sitting in middle America with a really talented child has no idea what to do and they actually can tune in and listen to you week after week, have all of these interesting guests on that help to lead them in the right direction or else how are you going to get the information? So I think this is such a helpful tool. Thank you. Well, we hope it helps, right, Nicole? Yes. We feel like there's sometimes that missed, uh, miss, misconception or disconnect. Just like you said, you kind of had the perception that agents are sleazy and are only out for money and slick. And I think it's important to sometimes pull back the curtain and see what we're actually doing and our thoughts and opinions on things. Yeah. Yeah. I have one last question for you. What yes, advice ma'am. would you give your younger self getting into the industry? my goodness um you know first of all if I could go back I I mean I could probably talk for an hour of the things that I wish that you know we all could look back on um hindsight um but I definitely would tell myself to relax a little bit not to stress so much if I could because things have a way of working out and if you if you're meant to head in a direction and you keep yourself on that path, you'll get there. And so I wish that I could tell myself not to stress so much because I definitely stressed out a lot along the way. And I think sometimes it's better to just keep focused, keep your dreams ahead of you, and just march towards them. Put everything else aside and just march towards them. 
I love that so much. Pamela, we are so grateful that you came on today. Thank you for sharing your advice, your knowledge, your wisdom with us and everyone else at Inside the Agency. We are so grateful. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I do want to mention, because again, it is so great that you have a podcast like this to help people and to help parents who might be sitting in the middle of America wondering, what do I do with this talented kid? Um, My client, Dove Cameron, her mom, Bonnie Wallace, uh, also had the same journey. How do I, what do I do? I'm sitting in Seattle. How do I make this happen? And so once Dove actually started to become famous, she started interviewing other parents from Liv and Maddie, Disney Channel, all different um, people in the industry whose parents uh, had done had marched a similar journey, and it is called the Hollywood Parents Guide, and I would highly recommend it. It's a great book with great information to help. It's like a roadmap that really helps you. A lot of the things we discussed today about finding the right team members and people who are legitimate and leads you away to, from some of the mistakes that other Hollywood parents have made. No, we love that. So definitely reach resource. out. Yeah, get the book and then reach out to us guys. Ask us any questions, right, Nicole? We're here. Yeah. We are here to answer all your needs. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Pamela.